There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we are hanging out with Julia and another special guest host who was here with us yesterday, Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish. We've got a big show ahead here, you guys, you know, with all the royal news going on, but we've got some fun planned as well. So let's sit back and enjoy today's show. Thank you, Grant. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Well, um, it's official, and it's super sad. I mean, oh. expected that the queen passed. She's 96 years old, but two days ago, she met the new prime minister um, of the UK, and yesterday we had heard that she just was going to take the day to herself. She was supposed to do some Zoom things, Yep. and she was just going to chill a little bit, but that she passed away today at 6.30 p.m., it's pretty interesting that she, so Liz Truss, who's the new prime minister mm-hmm. replacing Boris Johnson, normally they would do that type of transfer of power yes. at the castle, but they did it in Balmoral in Scotland um, so that she could preside over. And it's interesting that a woman prime minister coming in, it's the third woman prime minister they've had having the final meeting in an official capacity with the queen before her death, I think. And I think she's gone through, what was the outrageous number of prime men, 13. ministers? Starting with Winston Churchill. Yeah. 13. I mean, and we've got, we've got it, some remarks from her too coming up here. And what yeah. she said about the queen was really nice to hear. Yeah. So let's, let's play what the BBC. So there was all this speculation today. I mean, literally yesterday they just said she was taking a quiet day. I mean, she just met with this new prime minister two days ago. Right. Yeah. And so she was just going to take a day. Um, you know, the doctor said she just needs a day of rest. Well, this morning, which was the late afternoon in um, London in the UK, um, everybody at the news stations in London were in black suits. Yep. And the, the dark um, lighting in the background. Dark lighting in the background. Everybody was in black. So everybody had a feeling because they weren't rushing her to the hospital. They said she's comfortable that mm-hmm. she was going to pass today. And so then this was the announcement on the BBC when she did pass. This is BBC News from London. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. In a statement, the palace said the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The King and the Queen Consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. BBC Television is broadcasting this special programme, reporting the death of Her Majesty the Queen. And that was Hugh, spelled H-U-W, mm-hmm. um, Edwards from the BBC. And it just, it's of course this was expected, 
Yeah. But it still feels so sad. It does. I got a call on the way in from my mother-in-law, who's turning 90, and she said, do you have a minute? And I said, yes, I'm getting ready to go on the air and talk with my friend Julia about the loss of the queen. And she said, it's so sad. It really, it's she, funny. Yeah. And what she was, was she saying about it? She just was saying, we'll never see... I mean, this is the end of the second Elizabethan age, and mm-hmm. we will likely never see another monarch like this. Uh, the length of time. 70 years. The amount of dramatic um, change in the world that was oversaw by uh, the queen. The amount of dignity, community spirit, and regalness with which she held the office. 100%. You know, the we're commitment just to duty and service. Yeah. Above all, above all else, really above everything else. And the thing that I think for a lot of us, um, you know, we were royal lovers. I think it all started for me really, though, was with um, Princess Diana when Charles and Lady Di got married in 1981. Everyone, I remember getting up early and going to my friend Anne's house to watch the wedding at like 4 a.m. or something. Yep. And that was when it kind of started our love, my personal love of all things royal. And then it's just kind of continued. And um, watching today, after we had got to know her a little bit more through The Crown, the TV show The Crown, we really got to know who she was and what she went through and the sacrifices that she made and the tough decisions she's had made. I, granted, it's a TV show, but it is based on a lot of historical events that we never really... I didn't know about, I didn't read about at the time, but I was blown away always at the end of the day by her sense of service and and to the people, to the Commonwealth. It, it is something, my mom was a royal watcher, mm-hmm. I think, what they, you know, she was obsessed with the royals, and I'm still watching the Tudors, and I'm mm-hmm. watching the Spanish Queen, and oh, yeah. all of the history yeah, of... Good old stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my life. Um, but I think because we're so fascinated, because even our president and our first lady, they're real people. Yeah, they you know, are. we don't see them living in a castle. The White right. House is frankly, kind of a dump, if yes. you're being perfectly honest. Right. And it's not even that big if you go there. One of the things that the first thing you notice about the White House is really kind of how small it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have this hundreds of years history right? at all. Right. We have a very new history of the new America. So just the, there was a note in, I was reading about the steps now that happened with Prince Charles, who's not Prince Charles anymore, who is now King Charles the Third, mm-hmm. and the Queen Consort, the Duchess mm-hmm. of Cornwall, Cornwall. she's now Queen Consort. Just the changing of the titles, the the pomp and circumstance, the the changing of the God Save the Queen goes back to God Save the King. Like these are all traditions steeped in hundreds and hundreds of years of history, mm-hmm. and. I find all of it delightful. Oh, beyond. And I like knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. I like the royal the royal house. I like the royal family. I like the sense of the community and how much work. I mean, nobody had more public engagements than the queen. Right. Nobody. Right. And Prince Charles, now 
King Charles III. I'm going to have to get used to saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was not really, he's done a lot of public service, but not near as much as his, as his mom. No or one Or the husband. Right. Yeah. yeah. Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, King William, or um, William, excuse me, not mm-hmm. King. He has some, mm-hmm. but none of these people could even hold a candle right. to the yeah. amount of time, energy, and investment that the queen has put into the Republic. Right. Yes. And on our, so just to kind of visualize that, if you want to go to Lori and Julia's show page, I posted something and it's called, it's a constant presence in a changing world, BBC News. It's a historical look at all of her amazing accomplishments. And it does, it's about a seven minute video where it goes through all of these things, like these major events that she was at, all the different historical things that she was a part of. And you can see like video footage of it all. So it's kind of a cool visual, visualization of what you just talked about. And that's on Lojay's show page. To Thank look at. you. Yeah. And we are, um, I just have to give you what her official title is and since she has passed titles are going to change things are going to move around they've had operation london bridge in place for a good 10 years at least i think which is what happens when the queen dies what happens and there's this 10 day um 10 days of specific events that will happen we'll bring everyone up to date on that and then they also had operation unicorn if she did die at Balmoral castle in scotland um, that's what will happen then. And then there's also Operation, I think it's called um, Feather. We'll talk about that. But here's the Queen's, this was her title. Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories, Queen, head of the Commonwealth, Defender of Faith. She was at the time of her death, Queen of the UK and 14 other Commonwealth realms. Oh, Yeah. I just feel like... I think of Claire Foy being the young queen in the crown and how she just had to be so serious at such a young age and take all this responsibility and how she just did it better than you would ever and did it as a woman Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. did it through so many powerful men, through so many Mm -hmm. presidents, through so many prime ministers, always had grace. She had a soft spot there at the end. She had a black you know, dot for 50 seconds, you know, about Princess Diana mm-hmm. because she was so upset that you're because both of her children got divorced. That mm-hmm. was in 1992. Yeah. I, I didn't realize the timeline that that was. Oh, OK, well, we can come back to it. But I didn't realize that was the timeline of uh, Fergie and Andrew separating Charles and Diana separating yes. and then Princess Anne also getting divorced. So all of her all kids of, that year. Yes. Three of the four got divorced and it was a it was a dark spot for her. All right. So when we come back, I think we're going to have a special guest call in who is a UK royal expert. Um, this is Lori and Julia on my talk. We are going to be right back. Thanks, Grant. If you're just joining us and you don't know already, the Queen Elizabeth passed away at 630 UK time. So it was during Colleen and Bradley's show. And, you know, it was kind of weird because we're sitting around here um, and Grant's here and B. Arthur's here. And we're talking about other times when Lori was gone, when big events happened. And the ones that come to mind is she was on Alaskan cruise when Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes got divorced. Oh, yeah, that was a biggie. That was a biggie. And she um, texted me and hopefully we're going to hear from her. Um Joan Rivers died when we were on the air and she wasn't here that day either. And then she's like, this is the third time. But we were on the air when Michael Jackson died. We were on the air when Keith Ledger died. We were on the air. I mean, between 
when Prince died in the morning, but yeah, yeah we were both here that day. Yep, yep. Remember, I called into your show because oh, I was yeah. out at First Avenue that day. Yeah. You were. Yeah, yeah, I was filming. You were. Yeah, I was right there. And, and then, you had gone to the late night concert. Party. Yes. I oh. had Just seen the week him before at his or something. last, yep, at, oh. at Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. I was also on the air with Colleen filling in when um, the marathon bombing happened. And that was kind of a weird unfolding because we were watching the marathon. And then all of a sudden there was people running. And oh, boy, that was a horrible scene. I remember literally seeing on TV the guy that had both of his legs blown off Mm -hmm. basically from below the knee being pushed in a chair by an innocent bystander who was trying to get him to a medic. Sure. That you've seen that guy now all over People Magazine. Right. Just crazy time. Were you on the air? Obviously, I believe so. When 35W Bridge went down? We were just off because that happened like at 6.04. Okay, right after. Right after. And we were all at at Casey and Lori's house. Oh, wow. And we had family that just came in from out of town. But yeah. I got sent home early from work that day. I was working in San Diego for the Padres and my coworkers knew I was from minnesota in two hour difference they let me they were like grant just go home and i remember yeah that yeah that was crazy I, was, kinda, I wasn't here but yeah it's a lot of stuff and then a lot of other bad stuff but i don't want to talk about it because there were so many mm-hmm. bad things kind of ooh. but so anyway so the family all rushed to belmoral castle can i read his statement that the king yeah, issued yeah i think we have an audio Oh, report okay. of it, don't we? Not the king. No, this the king's the, the king right oh. now. That's just a statement that he released. There's no like he hasn't officially come out. Oh, that's I'm just gonna read statement. it. Yeah, yeah read I'm gonna read statement. it. So okay. this is a supposedly a statement from His Majesty the King, who is uh, King Charles the Third. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately upon the passing of the Queen, he became the king. He says, "The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of the greatest sadness for me and all members of my family." We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms, and the Commonwealth, and by the countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by your knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so widely held. I like it. Does it make you just want to cry? Well, it's it's like she's she was all of our, like, queens, which she wasn't, but she felt like it. And she was kind of like a grandma person too, because we got to see her as a grandma with Prince William and Prince Harry. With Prince Harry, when their mother passed away, and some, yeah, it's it's, it just feels sad. Um, So here's Operation London Bridge, and I remember reading about this, I don't know, three or four years ago, and so, but it's been in place, and yeah, this started right after um, apparently Princess Diana. It was a... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like they started to plan for the ascendancy and what this succession was going to look like and all the events. Yes. Life events when mm-hmm. a monarch would die. Yes. So it's called Operation London Bridge. And so D-Day is the day that she passes, the queen. And immediately upon her death, 
um, her private secretary called the prime minister to inform her of the news, saying London Bridge is down. And um, the royal household issued an official statement informing the staff, civil servants, and the public of the Queen's death. And the news will be announced via an alert on the Press Association wire. Here we call it Associated Press Wire. Mm -hmm. Um, Flags across Whitehall will be lowered to half-mask, ideally within 10 minutes. The Ministry of Defense will arrange for a gun salute to take place, and a national minute of silence will be announced. A service of remembrance will be arranged at London St. Paul Cathedral. The Prime Minister is the first member of the government who will make a statement of their death, and we have that right, Grant. The Prime Minister's statement? Yes, we do. Should we play that? Um, with the time that we have, it's a little long. Oh, so then we, we won't play it? We, we've, we've got about a minute and a half here, and it's about two and a half. So let's play that in the next segment if we Okay, can. and yeah. when we come back, it's, it's so they call it D-Day plus one, D-Day plus two, plus three, what's going to happen, three, three, five. There's and, this whole weird part, too, about, like, because she's in Scotland. Yes. At, so she's got to get to the castle, and yeah. And that's called Operation Unicorn. Mm-hmm. And so that's the contingency plans for if the queen dies at Belmore Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to get to that. And it's just basically, um, it's how are they going to, the procession, ceremonial procession out of Belmore Castle, how that's going to look. Is she going to take the royal train back to London or are they going to fly her back to London? But we do know that the family was able to be there, her immediate children. I think Prince William was there. We know Prince Harry was in London because he, he and Meghan were supposed to do something tonight for um, some sort of a charity event tonight in London. And he took his, a plane two hours later and he did not get there before she passed. And so there's pictures of him just looking distraught as he would. But maybe this will be a good healing time for the I family. I thought about that. That's my. This. And you know how they say like people kind of hold on until certain things happen yeah like is it possible that she held on until he was in the uh, commonwealth i don't know i don't know she waited till harry was at least in the country right who knows there you go maybe there's healing maybe it was her dying wish we'll be right back this is Lori and julia my text of hansen's filling in um we've got grant with us Lori, i think um might have um found a mime on the street in Paris <laughs> and they took her phone. <laughs> We're going to be right back. So much more to discuss and we also want to hear from you later in the show. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on my talk 107.1. Um, we have a great app. App. Apt. We're apt to have an app. We have a great app and I'm telling you With what. With aptitude. It's, it's a good app and there's prizes you can win just for listening. And so one of the cool things about it is sometimes I listen to it, not sometimes, I listen to it when I go on a walk so I can hear the shows live, or you can listen to the podcast after, but it's so easy to use. Just go to the app store and download the MyTalk app. And again, just for listening, we give away great prizes every month. And Grant just announced what those are going to be. So that might be something fun to add to your apps. Apps and then um, get paid to listen. Essentially, I know it's, you get free it, stuff to listen. It's a good gig. Yeah. Okay, so we're just we're talking about the passing of the Queen and someone that we know uh, in a service level for the longest we've ever known in our lifetime, seventy years. She was ninety six years old, our Queen, and um, I just feel like we've learned the crown. I think was really eye opening to a lot of people who didn't have maybe the royal love and grow up in the Princess Diana era that we grew up in, you know, because we were obsessed mm-hmm. with Lady Di and things like that. 
Um, so I think that this hits people of all generations. Yeah, because unless you are, I think, did I get it right? Unless you are under 80 years old or over 80 years old, you don't remember a time where Queen Elizabeth wasn't the queen. Right. Think about that. I mean. And sharp as a wit and doing her job to the day before she passed. Yeah. And there are various people in the monarchy, her father included, who died very young relatively oh, right um and she was made queen as a very young woman mm-hmm. and people had a lot of reservations about her as a young woman mm-hmm. and maybe just because she was a woman if we're just you know going there mm-hmm. but she uh by all accounts was one of the best royals of all the royals and certainly the most community-minded of all the royals and yeah she was um a funny woman. She had her three drinks a day. Dubonnet. And her corgis. And yep. her corgis. And her corgis. And, and she would and have. And loved to ride horses yeah. to the very end. And she loved her horses. Oh, she yeah. also apparently loved her husband deeply. Oh. Even though in the days they, I read an article that said he had his peccadillos. Oh. I, I was like, well, that's a good way to describe I've his never heard, indiscretions. I never heard it as peccadillos. Peccadillos, because I always think of peccadillos are just little character flaws. That's, that's it's a the larger way they characterized. Character. It. I love yes. it. They met, you know, um, they met in nineteen. Um, oh, which sheet of paper is that one on? They met, and she was when she was working. For World War Two and World War Two, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's he, see, let's see. She was a very young woman when they first met. I know, and she, and his nickname for her was Little Bit, which is the name of 1934 at the wedding of uh, Princess Marina in Denmark. That's what it says. Prince Elizabeth and Prince Philip first met in 1934 at a wedding of Princess Marina of can Greece. Can you see Grant? Can yeah. you see? Here's what it um it was when she um can you see the date? That Prince Philip died last year? Yes. Has it even been a year? I don't think so. I think it's been longer than a year. You think so? I do, but I don't know. Because I feel like it was last. um, Gosh. He died April 9th of 2021. So yeah, it's been over a year. Okay. Yeah. It is interesting, though, to think about. um, So her meeting him Mm -hmm. and his being of royal descent as well but certainly not at the station that she was and he was sort of a vagabond and a sort of ladies man and had his manly uh things that he liked to do his sports and his he had cars and he had all kinds of stuff um but she was very charmed by him for her entire life she was a big fan they were married what for 73 years that is such a long time. Can you even imagine? I mean, and Kurt and I have been together. How long have you guys been together? 32 years. Married, I think, like 27 or 8. Yeah. But, I mean, another 70. I mean, that's just, who is it? I can't even imagine living that long. No, she was married. Um, the marriage to Prince Philip lasted 17, um, 73 years. They have four children. Prince Charles, who's now the king... What is he called? Charles King III? King Charles III? King III. Charles III. And then Anne, Princess Anne. And then um, Andrew, who, think of the painful things she's had to go through in the last few years. And can we just life. talk about that for a second? Yeah. Like, all of these children of hers, like, they were married 74 years or whatever. You think about when you get divorced 
And I know a lot of people think about like what example they're setting for their kids. And here is this couple that remained together for 74 years, yet all of their children, I think with the exception of one, have been divorced. Yes. So she had to wonder, like, what the heck? What am I teaching? Right, right. And then one of them um, has, she has to um, denounce her favorite son or youngest son. Because of his affiliation with the pedophile, I mean, with Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. And if we're just being honest, that denouncement came so late. It did. But again, They it's waited her until he was indicted, yeah, basically. it's her favorite. Um, but she had to make the decision to withdraw her second son from the public duties. Um, he just went, yep, yeah, I think that's horrible. But they call the year 1992 in which Elizabeth would label, I, I know I'm pronouncing this right, anus horribilis. I would like you to pronounce that right there. It's, can you see that? <laughs> uh huh. How would I'm, you say it? Uh, anus, kind of. Anus. Uh, hor- yeah. Horribleus. Horribleus. Um, and she called 1992. That is Lori here. No, that was just oh. a listener calling in. All Tessa. right. Again, she met another mime. She was at a restaurant with Timothy Chamelay. Really? He was in the same restaurant? Or his lookalike. Okay. I got pictures. <laughs> um, so she would also see Prince and- Andrew split from Sarah Ferguson. Sparking further embarrassing headlines after Diana's death in 97, the queen became under intense criticism for not mourning publicly. And this is when Operation London Bridge, like you said, became an item where they had to figure out what happens when one of us dies and goes, how do we handle that? So it's the same for everybody in uniform. You know, how does that done? Yep. And then um, falling, failing to return from Belmoral to London because the outcry after Princess Diana died Remember all the flowers at Buckingham Palace? We're seeing people gather at Buckingham Palace now um, and uh, refusing to fly the flag at half-mask at Buckingham Palace when Princess Diana died, later bowing to pressure and addressing the nation on TV. And That was, and, you know, she was a real um, stickler for the protocols. Yes. So I don't think that she didn't want to fly the flag at half mass for any malice towards Diana necessarily though you know she's the mom she's maybe had a little salty but she was but no she was no longer a royal. family yeah. exactly so exactly that would make sense exactly people kind of said she was you know we can talk about how groundbreaking she was right grant and what the um presidents former presidents have said about her but she grasped the democratizing power of television long before sets were virtually in every household in 1953 when she wanted her coronation to be televised against the wishes of the British government. The meticulously planned ceremony became the first major world event to be broadcast internationally, attracting an estimated global audience, 2.277 million people. Wow, that is And is credited with making TV a mainstream medium in the UK, those watching outnumbered a radio audience for the first time. And then 15 years later, she would break, um, you know, protocols again with the tradition by letting cameras come into Buckingham Palace for a BBC documentary, which was aimed to humanize her and her young family. More than 30 million people in the UK watched, tuned in for it. In um, 69, it was said, oh my God. It was said that so many toilets flushed across London at the same time during the intermission or commercial break that it caused a water shortage. And today, after the announcement was made that she died, I was on Twitter and it froze and you couldn't get to things. 
Huh. Remember, Graham? Yeah, oh yeah. This they, happened to us today. Yeah, it was locked up. It was, was locked up. Everything was kind of locked up. And this has happened to a couple other major events. I wish I could think of what they were offhand. That's interesting. So many people were tweeting that it kind of just shut it down. That's interesting that Twitter has become the proverbial toilet flushing. Well, basically, it's intermission. <laughs> you know, it's where you get, you know, news. Yeah. So anyway, um, oh my God. How many, go. are there any corgis left? Does anyone know? Because I know one of them died recently. Someone should call us. And, th- and she had a whole pack of corgis. Yes, she did. But she wasn't going to get them again. I feel like... Five, ten years ago. Because she didn't want them to, to die. Out, to, to yeah, she, yes. But then I think she got some. I think she broke down and got some. We're gonna we'll discuss that when we come back. We're talking all things royal. And really, if you have a specific memory of the queen that you'd like to share with us. If she came to your house, if you please tell us shared a crumpet with her. <laughs> if you saw her wave at Buckingham Palace. If, if you practiced your wave for the Diana uh marriage. We all did. Oh gosh! Oh, the oh, that was everything. The chariot that looked like a pumpkin. It, it did. looked just like out of Cinderella. the Cinderella movie. It really did. Yep. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're broadcasting and streaming live always at here at my talk. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're talking about the passing of the queen, the only queen that we've really known. Queen Elizabeth II has passed away at ninety-six, and when she passed. And it was announced at Buckingham Palace. She wasn't there. She was at Balmoral Castle, which is a 16-hour drive away, if you want to know how far it is, um, in Scotland. There was a double rainbow. Okay. We have to just... So this is a moment, okay? Yeah. So the double rainbow appeared above Buckingham Palace and another at Windsor Castle as crowds broke into the national anthem after the queen's death death was announced rainbows appeared above the palace and social media users called it a sign that her majesty has really left us and a double rainbow emerged some saying it was the queen with philip i mean what are the chances of that shortly after her death i love that yeah it i kinda just kind of gives you goosebumps Someone said she cried. She saw the double rainbow at Windsor Castle and she cried. She said the rainbow queen sent us a sign. Uh, The Union Jack is lowered to half mass at Windsor tonight. A remarkable image of the double rainbow. Farewell, ma'am. Yes. Our listener that listens to the uh, my talk name's Panda. Mm -hmm. She had a friend who met the queen in the last couple of months with her corgis. And said she, what struck her about the queen was how completely normal she seemed and like a pet owner, you know, how you love your pets. How cute is that? Yeah. Panda. Do we not love Panda? We love Panda. Panda's getting ready to celebrate her Viking season coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. see her on the Jason show. Oh, she texts yeah. Panda's us a, lot. a big fan of all Panda. of ours. We love that. We love Panda. Um, okay. So back to Operation London Bridge, what can be expected? The queen's funeral will be in 10 days from when she dies, which would be on a Sunday. So I don't know if they will have her funeral on a Sunday or if they would move it to a Monday. So that's kind of one of the things up in, that they're debating. Not to be grotesque, but 10 days seems like a long time for... People need to mourn her. They need to give the people a chance. But I wonder if she's being cremated. Versus if she's embalmed. Well, I don't know, but the queen's coffin is going to be um, go back to Buckingham Palace tomorrow. She's going to stay for a day at Belmoral, wait for the family to be there, mourn her. Yep. Harry has gone to be with the family. 
Um, and then um, when she her body will either be transported via royal train or it will be flown. Um, and the prime minister and ministers from the Commonwealth areas will come and meet her. And greet her. And greet and her. take her and, home. Yes. Oh. And day three, it's called D-Day plus three or D-Day through D-Day plus five. Charles will receive the motion of condolence at Westminster Hall and start his tour of the United Kingdom as the new monarch. When he arrives in Northern Ireland, he will attend a service at St. Anne's Cathedral in Belfast. There will be a rehearsal that takes place ahead of Operation Lion, which is when the Queen's coffin will be carried from Buckingham Palace to the Palace of Westminster. A service will be held at Westminster Hall upon the coffin's arrival. Then days six through nine, she will lie in state at Westminster Hall in the Palace of Westminster for three days in what is being called Operation Feather. For 23 hours a day, visitors will be able to pay their respects Tickets will be issued to VIPs for designated time slot. Then Charles will travel to Wales to receive another motion of condolence and stand at service at Landaff Cathedral in Cardiff ahead of the Queen's funeral, which will take place the following day. They literally, so he will jet off to get condolences from other people in the Commonwealth, other countries. Mm -hmm. She will get her mourning, you know, by the people and for 23 hours a day. And it's, wow. I don't think we'll ever see. So if I asked you right now, what other countries have kings and queens? Mm-hmm. Would you know? Monaco. Prince Albert. Yep. Um, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, Russia used to. They don't have any more. Um, who else? I was going to say the Dutch. Alba. Alba. Remember? Princess that, Alba. Remember the, remember the funny looking queen from Alba. <laughs> Remember her? Who dated the younger guy? She has a name. Lori oh, would know I'm it. Look at her. Queen, Lori would know queen it. From Elba. But um, so Duchess of Elba. She, I don't. I feel like she was the Queen of Elba. But those are the ones that come to mind. Well, and there's uh, Swedish, oh. Norwegian. Oh, okay, you're right because they came to visit Mr. Carlson when I worked at Carlson Companies. And isn't there Danish too? There is. Yes. But so what I wonder is if this position of the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Because in those countries, while those countries revere their leaders yes. and their independence, they also, they're more of a, um, it's not so much of political position as exactly. it is a heritage position. Exactly. And a traditional situation. Mm-hmm. Will we see, because of just Prince Charles being, no offense, now he's King King Charles III, He's sort of a nerd and mm-hmm. a little bit of a drip. Um, will we see them just sort of recede into doing their good works, but, you know, it not being such a seat of power? No. Well, that's interesting. I think that will be more driven by the people than and the, it will by the monarchy. I uh, think. And the people, you know, times are the t- changes afoot in right? um, Britain, new prime minister, Possibly inflation, gas prices, right. things energy that are happening crisis. around the world, right? Yeah. Right. Things that are happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be just all a convergence of this weird period of time. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because everyone loved the Queen. And do you have feelings about King Charles you know, III? I used to um, think he was genius what he was doing for the environment. Mm-hmm. And he has really, for 30 years, 
tried to through agriculture. He's been a real environmentalist. He's been an environmentalist. I had of so many people. I admire that about him. I know there's some shady stuff that's happened, you know, um, but I admire that about him. And if he could be a leader that way, I think it would be interesting. Yeah. The shady stuff, meaning the potential the, payments from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Them mm-hmm. and Jer- him and Jared Kushner, they were in line with their hands out. <laughs> Probably not alone. As well as all the golfers. Yeah, exactly. Um, Grant, that was a golf reference, oh, if yeah. you want to know. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I liked it. I liked you it. You like it. You mm-hmm. like it, it. It is. It gives him. What's interesting, too, is the agency of these other countries that they rule over. Right. Like, what will that look like? Uh-huh. And will that continue to be, or will they want to leave? Like, I don't, right. I mean, Scotland has talked about it. Right. Uh, it's all very interesting. And then, it, it all this will happen on Prince Charles, no offense, the drips rain. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to William. Mm-hmm. And does William have the capability? He seems more engaging than Charles. Yes. But not in the same vein as his... Brother Harry. Beloved grandma at all. Right. And I feel like somehow or another, I think it would be wise for all to figure out the Harry and Meghan piece. You would think. I think that would be wise. You would think. To present a united front and to get them back into the fold somewhere. And it may just be, this is my real cynical Stephanie Hansen bent. It may just be time enough that Meghan Markle has been on the outs enough Mm-hmm. That she wants her status back because she doesn't have the, her status. No, she she's doesn't. got her money, right? She's got her deals, yep. but she, no one's really thinking that she's the fallen princess that she was, no. other than Lori. So maybe she'll take this opportunity to reclaim her status. Interesting. Yeah, and get Harry back in the fold. Interesting. And I don't know. Interesting. We'll maybe enough time has passed for that. I that would be. I think it'd be great for everybody. Yes. Oh, I just... These are all my speculations. speculations. Nothing more. All right, people. We are getting ready to be done. I feel like the music's supposed to be playing, but it isn't. Do you hear it? Oh. (laughs) I'm like, I don't hear anything. I I don't... I don't hear anything. I I don't hear anything. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And if you do want to share a specific time when you met the queen... (laughs) Like um, Panda's friend. Yes. Please let us know. And a lot of celebrities have weighed in on oh, what they think about. Oh, a of them have. We've got a lot of Twitter things. We have some other audio about it. We have a new Dancing with the Stars cast today that we might have to talk about. Sure. And many other things. Thanks for hanging